Hey hockey fans, I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. We host the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're lifelong hockey fans who talk about the game and the lifestyle. Our guests include professional hockey players. My rookie party had to wear Speedo and then we had a checklist of stuff we had to do. Here we go, Gaber. What do you got to say? And it's kind of like, <laughs> you know better than that now, boys. I got dressed for the Bruins. You get a phone call. He's like, dude, we need you over here by the elevator. You got to get downstairs. You got to get dressed right now. I started playing the like, dun, 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 and I turned it around and it had the Olympic rings and said, we did it. NHL team hockey reporters. I actually took the Stanley Cup to this ice bar where they've got now girls around them and I've got a fur coat on. <laughs> I wonder who, who he shoot checked over here. <laughs> and then <laughs> I looked down at my feet. Hockey fans. The entire bar was lined with guys in Kings jerseys. We quickly realized, oh my gosh, this is the dad's trip. And we bring unique hockey stories to light. Coming back to England, 24 rings in the entire country. That's where the problem starts with the sport of ice hockey here. Canadian Blind Hockey Association, those few kids we interviewed, their whole week is built around Sunday at the rink. They're just hockey players. We don't agree on everything. Pineapple goes on pizza. <gasps> no, it does not. <laughs> I think it does. Well, we do agree that there are many people and places that build the House of Hockey. New episodes every Tuesday. Come on in to the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. You heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how Payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using the promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. gentlemen hockey fans alike and welcome to episode 62 yes 62 of season two of the kingston as always presented by the hockey podcast network as always i am your host jordy cunningham thank you so much for joining us here on once again episode 62 of season two of the kingston and we have a lot to talk about this episode a lot to talk about. We will talk about the LA Kings expansion draft list in a second. What I predict it's going to be because it is Thursday as you're listening to this. The lists have to be in this weekend as Seattle's expansion draft is next Wednesday, the 21st. So, 
every team has to get their expansion list and we will talk about what we think the LA Kings list will look like will look like and then we will know what the list is over the weekend so we'll talk about the real list on Monday's episode episode 63 and see how close we get but before we get to the expansion draft list the or sorry the protection list we have to get get you caught up in the world of hockey and what has happened this week because I'll be honest, there's been a lot going on, a lot of movement, but at the same time, it feels like there hasn't been much going on. Like, it feels like a lot has gone on, but but not much has gone on. And I don't know if anyone else feels that way, but I certainly feel that way because, yeah, a lot of movement has gone on. We're going to talk about all of it. But at the same time, it just feels like, there, and some of it's been big, but at the same time, it just feels like there's something missing, you know? It feels like there's something just not right about it. Like, it feels like there should be something even bigger. And I think maybe, like, as hockey fans were waiting for that big splash, even though a lot of what has happened this week are big splashes. So let's just get right into it. All the stuff that has happened this week so far. First of all, we mentioned it last episode. It did happen. Duncan Keith is an Edmonton oiler after spending his whole career with the Chicago Blackhawks, he has been traded to Edmonton. He wanted to be traded to the Pacific Northwest. So Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Seattle, one of those four teams. It is the Edmonton Oilers who acquire him for Caleb Jones and a third-round pick. I believe a minor league forward went with Duncan Keith to Edmonton as well. And, you know, a lot of people made fun of the Oilers for this deal because of the salary. They didn't. The Chicago didn't retain any salary. Edmonton took the whole salary on. And, you know, I I agree with them. Like, th- not taking any salary, like Chicago, not getting Chicago to take any salary is a bit of a miss. But at the same time, like, Edmonton needs defensemen. Edmonton needs defensemen, and this guy wanted to be in the Pacific Northwest, so you have to take your risk. Here's the interesting thing. So whatever the cap hit is, like five point. Two uh, seven five or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it is. Here's the interesting thing: there's two years left on Keith's contract. Two years left. This is the interesting thing: if he only plays one year and retires, the cap hit for that last season goes on Chicago's books. And Edmonton actually gets rewarded with an extra $3.4 million added to their salary cap. How wild is that? I mean, that is crazy. That is, I don't get how that one works. But, and I don't think Duncan Keith is going to retire. There was, there's talk about that. He wants to keep playing after this contract. But, got to think about that. If Duncan Keith plays this year and then retires... Edmonton gets an extra $3.4 million in cap space for the season after that. The 22-23 season. I don't get how that works, but that is wild. I mean, could you imagine if every team is at 81.5? Yeah, like they are right now. And Edmonton would be at what? 84.9? Like, (laughs) that's crazy. What an advantage. That is absolutely insane. But... 
Duncan Keith to Edmonton. That was one of the first moves to happen this week. Also, let's go to Minnesota. The big one in Minnesota. What was it? What what year are they in? You're nine of thir- yeah, you're nine of thirteen. So nine years ago, Minnesota Wild make a big splash. They signed Zach Parise and Ryan Sutter to Matt to the same contract on the same day. Thirteen years, ninety eight million to try to put a jolt of hockey in the Wild organization. Nine years later, both of them are bought out on the same day, and that is maybe one of the wildest things you will ever hear. Two players getting massive contracts on the same day, and both of them getting bought out on the same day. And there's so many questions to Minnesota doing this, because first of all, they needed the cap space because they don't know if they're going to re-sign Kaprizov, who was their best player this year. Here's the other thing. Parise, he's had some injuries. So that one's more understandable. Ryan Sutter is still a very good defenseman in the NHL. He's still a top four defenseman in the NHL. He is still a legit very good defenseman in the NHL, and they have just let him walk. And here's the other thing about it for the Minnesota Wild. You free up cap space for this season. Just this season. After that, for the next, what, three seasons, you are screwed over by those cap hits. And I mean screwed over. Like, it is bad. They're going to have a lot of time in dead cap, a lot like a lot of money in dead cap and it's not going to be pretty. So it's kind of like, it's an interesting thing for the Minnesota wild. Cause it's like, are they just going to go for it for one year or are they doing this now to realize that they have to rebuild and they want to start the rebuild now? Cause after the buyouts, they have $26.2 million in cap space. 26.2. And they want to try to resign Caprizov. And apparently they're nowhere close to a deal as well. Just think about that. They're nowhere close to a deal apparently on that. But Zach Preze and Ryan, like they owe them in 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 the 22-23 season, they are owed almost $13 million between the two of them in dead cap. In the next season after the in the two seasons after that, 23, 24, and 24, 25, they're owed almost $15 million combined in dead cap space. What what are the Wild going to do those years? It, that is ridiculous. What are they going to do? Like, it's just insane. It, it's just insane. So that was, that was probably the biggest story of the week is both uh, Sutter and Parise getting bought out. And now, looking at that, where are they going to go? Could either of them be a fit in... Uh, in LA, could they? I don't think I don't think either of them will fit in LA. Like Parise, he's still a good forward, but he'd be more of a third line guy. He could help this team out for sure. But again, the injuries, it's a bit of a risk and such as well. And then some other news as well. First of all, let's get to apparently in Nash well, two things out of Nashville. One, Pecorine retires after a fifteen year career. In Nashville, great career. So congrats, stick taps to Pecorino. Just a great career in Nashville. He retired. And then the rumor out of Nashville is that the Nashville Predators will not protect Matt Duchesne when it comes to the expansion draft. So Seattle could go after Matt Duchesne in the expansion draft. It sounds 
Like, another big name. Apparently, the Buffalo Sabres will not protect Jeff Skinner in the expansion draft. So, those are two big names that could be on the board for Seattle. And they help that team immensely. And, and it seems like now, like, with the dead cap, it's not helping teams. And they realize, hey, we need to create, create cap space. And all of a sudden, is Seattle going to be really good? Because we keep hearing instances of this as well. And that is... Very, very interesting. Also, big rumor that just came out last night. Shea Weber, apparently he's not going to be protected by the Montreal Canadiens because of a number of injuries that potentially may end his career. I believe it, one was a foot. I believe one was hand-wrist area. Like, a lot of injuries he played with He played with in the cup run in this last year. So... That's a big story out of Montreal. And Montreal has a ton of issues as well. And that just adds to it. Like, could they be in the mix for Ryan Sutter because of an O'Shea Weber? Like, that is just a big, big question there. A massive question there in Montreal. So, there's been a lot of movement this week. But it still feels like there's going to be so much more. I believe there's been some other small ones as well. Teddy Bluger re-signed in Pittsburgh for two years. Small deal there. Like, there's been a lot of news so far this week. And all of a sudden, it looks like Seattle may have a really good team. Like, if Duchesne's available, if Jeff Skinner's available. And there's still all the rumors about Eichel. And I think there's still going to be a ton of movement, of movement that goes on this week. Because teams are trying to make their lists for the expansion draft. Make a protected list for the expansion draft. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's still a lot of movement that could happen. A lot of movement. There's a, that's one other piece that I haven't even mentioned yet. Apparently, the rumor is Gabriel Landeskog and the Colorado Avalanche are nowhere close on a contract extension. So it sounds like Gabriel Landeskog will be hitting the free agent market. And it honestly sounds like the St. Louis Blues are interested, which they got to trade Tarasenko first because they, there's they Tarasenko's requested his trade, and I think the Blues want to trade him. But at the same time. They're in on Landis Cog, but you have to trade Tarasenko first because, of course, he wants out. Could you imagine if the Kings go and sign Tarasenko? Whew. Oh, sorry, not Tarasenko. Landis Cog? That would be a big get for the LA Kings. I would love that because that's all of a sudden a big name available in free agency. And could you imagine Tarasenko in LA jersey? I would love that fit. That would be a great fit for the LA Kings. But, yeah, that's another piece of big news that apparently uh, Gabriel Landeskog is going to be hitting the open market because him and the Colorado, uh, Colorado Avalanche are nowhere close on an extension. So with, with all that, that's a ton of news that has happened this weekend. There's just going to be even more. There's going to be a tons more. There's going to be so much movement. There's going to be deals made with Seattle to like, don't take this player so we can protect them sort of thing. Like here's a pick. Don't take this player sort of thing there's going to be a ton of that and a ton more deals as teams figure out their cap space so be aware this week check twitter see all the news and we'll break it down all of it we'll break down all of it right here on the king's end because there it's this next week two weeks it's going to be crazy with movement and it is going to be so much fun like so much fun it's going to be awesome and with that now, like I said, the expansion draft is coming up. 
It's a, it's a week away now, less than a week away. It's next Wednesday, the 21st. And teams have to get their list in this weekend. So again, we will know the Kings list for next episode, but right now we'll go over a, uh, what I think the list will look like because it could be interesting. The Kings list could be very interesting. And just to give you a recap of what of what the expansion rules look like, each team must protect seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goaltender, or a mix of eight, just eight skaters and one goaltender under the following conditions. So, with that being said, with that being said, and also if a player has a no movement clause, they ha- they are automatically protected. So you look at the Kings. Number one, let's just uh, so Cal Peterson's protected. Jonathan Quick won't be protected. Cal Peterson will be. So you have that right there. So Cal Peterson will be the goalie. Then let's go to the forward group first. Let's seven forwards that you protect. This is where I'm a little confused because on Cap Friendly, I'm using CapFriendly.com, just an amazing website. It says there's a no movement clause beside Dustin Brown's Dustin Brown's name, but apparently that's not part of the last year of the contract. I was talking to someone earlier, so I got told Dustin Brown is does not have to be protected. So I'm not going to protect him, but you got to protect Kopitar, Arvidsson, I follow Kempe, right? Like you got to follow all those guys. You have to. I was talking to someone earlier, and. There, I was talking actually with Russell Morgan uh, earlier, who's been on this podcast a bunch. We might have him on again soon to talk about all the movement. His list is Kopitar, uh, Ardvidsson, Iafalo, Kempe, Anderson, and more. Which, yeah, that's a good list. But it's seven, right? It's seven forwards, seven forwards, three defensemen, and a goalie. So, if I had to do it, because he only has six there, if I had to do it, I would go Kopitar, Arvidsson, Iafalo, Kempe, uh, Anderson, Leas Anderson, and I would also go Carl Grun. Oh, yeah, sorry. Camp- okay, Kopitar, Arvidsson, Iafalo, Kempe. One, two, three, four. Trevor Moore, five. Carl Grunstrom, six. Leas Anderson, seven. That's what I would do. That's what I would do for the forward group. The defense is where it gets really, really tough. Really tough. Because, so Drew Doughty has to be protected. So then what do you do after that? Because I would say Drew Doughty and Matt Roy are the locks. Three defensemen, Drew Doughty and Matt Roy are the locks. Uh, Bournefoot can't be touched. Anderson can't be touched. Here is my question. To you Kings fans. Would you rather protect Sean Walker? Or would you rather protect Kel Clegg? Because I believe in Kel Clegg. Yeah, he was a bit up and down this season. But I don't think head coach Tom McClellan gave him enough of a chance. I really like Kel Clegg. Sean Walker is an absolute stud as well. So who would you rather keep it? Who would you rather protect? Maybe you haven't seen enough of Kel Clegg. I'm a believer in Kel Clegg. I really am. And I know we've seen that Sean Walker can do it. We have. But I kind of want to protect Kel Plague. I want to let Sean Walker go. 
and I want to protect Kel Clegg. That's just my opinion. That is just my... That's Yeah, again, that's my opinion. So, I would go... My list for the LA Kings would be Kopitar, Arvidsson, Ayafalo, Kempe, Grundstrom, Leah Sanderson, Trevor Moore. I know Trevor Moore still needs a new contract, and apparently contract talks aren't going well. It sounds like it may go to arbitration. That's a whole nother story. Uh, on the defense, I think I would go Doughty, Roy, and Clegg, and then Cal Peterson as the goaltender. So, that's what I would do. That is honestly what I would do if I was general manager Rob Blake, but I don't make the decision he does, but let us know what you think. What do you think your list would look like? Is there any other forward that you'd like to protect? Do you disagree? Do you think it should be Walker instead of like protected? What do you think? Tweet at us at the Kings and THPN or hit us up on Instagram at the Kings and THPN because again, it's a very interesting debate and by next episode, we will know what the Kings list looks like. So, Again, very interesting times. Again, it's going to be a crazy week. A ton of movement. A ton of movement. So it's, again, going to be very interesting to see what happens this week. But that is the list I'm going with for the LA Kings. But again, we will see what it looks like by the end of this week. And we will talk about it on the next episode, episode 62 of the Kings Den. And... With all that being said, that's it for episode 61 of the King's Den. Before we let you go, don't please, please don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and review to not only the King's Den, but to every other podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network. Because again, everyone is killing it. Everyone is doing so well. So go check out every podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network and give them a like, rate, subscribe, and review, please, and thank you. And also, like I just said, don't forget to follow us on Twitter or in, or Instagram or and Instagram at the Kings and THPN. Of course, I'm your host Jordy Cunningham. Don't forget to follow me at Cunningham Jordy on Twitter. And of course, we are presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. So don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet, or just or on Facebook. Just search the Hockey Podcast Network on YouTube. Just search the Hockey Podcast Network. And again, don't forget, on YouTube, go check out Everyday Hockey on the Hockey Podcast Network's channel. Again, the co-founders of the Hockey Podcast Network, Isha, the co-host of the Soda Pod, Dylan, the co-host of the Stick Hungry Pod, they have started a show called Everyday Hockey, quick five-minute videos about a topic that is going on in the world of hockey. So go check it out. It is an awesome, awesome show and and video series that they are doing. So go check that out as well. And with all that being said, I hope you I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know what you think. I hope you have a great week, a great weekend. Stay safe, enjoy the weather, and we'll talk to you on Monday for episode 63 of season two of the Kingdom.